Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Welcome to session 30, and our recap from the previous session. Norbert carries the cocooned form of Bashir closer, and the catfolk once more suggests that you give him the spark, lest his employers continue to chase you. But giving him the artifact is not in the cards, and so, of a sudden, he disappears with a whispered word. With the catfolk gone, without answers, it's time to return to the surface. You pick up your dropped items and collectively imagine yourselves out of the mine, and poof, you find yourselves gathered in front of the would-be Glavistin, but this dream walk but this dreamwalker shifting doesn't come without side effects visions assail your minds as you shift from one location to another a familiar hidden room but no longer ancient an unfamiliar corridor with rails down its length desert dunes familiar faces strange voices i'm not going to rehash more instead i just hope you remember all that stupid important information after the visions came discussion, and after discussion came the decision to take the artifact to Per Bastet for study, and so began your sojourn through the plane of dreams. Traveling to Per Bastet via dream hopping wasn't without danger, and it was clear that outside of Savosi's realm, in the dream, well, the dream is wild. First, on leaving Savosi's realm, you found yourselves back in the strange forest tunnel, returned to the location where you had found an unconscious Norbit on the back of a white-furred gruff. All that you had known of the Plane of Dreams was Savosi's realm, which contradicted all the advice you had received. Now that you were in the dream version of the forest tunnel, it all made sense. The Plane of Dreams would flicker and shift, showing the permanence and transitory nature of life as time passed. Without wasting time, you began your dream hop journey north. Traveling through the jungles of Kush was slow going as your line of sight was constantly blocked by flora. If not for Clicker's strange ability to always know which direction was north, you'd have been turned around and lost many times over. Once clear of the jungle and the tapuis that formed the large cliffs that marked the desert's borders, there, you, there your travel north was significantly easier. Dream hopping through the northern deserts was quite the experience, and nothing like the journey would have been if in the material plane. Within the dream, the desert was flat. If there was a dune to be seen, it was because there flickered some aeons old ancient structure that held the sands in place. On seeing those sites, Thorn found it hard to keep going forward. The archaeologist in him desperately wanted to go and just take a peek at those glorious wonders from the past. And so, after 15 hours of non-stop travel, you find yourselves at a river that flows through a narrow gorge. It streams around the monolith monolithic ankles of 80-foot tall statues. These towering statues loom over the river just before its waters course out into the open desert again, broadening and slowing at the foot of a gleaming city. Great and small pyramids poke up from the cityscape, and two massive ones can't help but draw the eye one for its sheer size, the other for its color. Thorn leads you into the city, and amongst the myriad of streets and buildings, he stops in front of a rundown, quaint house. The house flickers between looking freshly made and ruin. Minds exhausted, bodies aching with exertion, backpack straps cutting into your shoulders. You, finally, you have finally arrived at your destination, and you step out of the dream. In the distance, you can hear the subdued hum of a city at sleep. The street you stand in is dark, the, ho the homes, this block, everything dark. A tiny dust devil blows sand hither and thither. Well, 
It's not that dark. Between the moon's glow, twinkling stars, and street lights some distance off, you can see well enough. You are exhausted. Your minds are fatigued from the enormous effort of willpower it took to hop for 15 hours straight. It is past midnight. You are within a district of the city known as The Hunt, and Thorn leads you into the rundown house where you can finally catch some shut-eye. And this is where we'll start the session. So as as we that is end- totally a recap of what actually happened last session. <laughs> I glossed over the entire travel bit because whoop de doo you traveled. It took a hell of a long time. That was like ten percent recap and ninety percent filling in the gaps that we skipped over because of time issues. Exposition. Yeah. No need to get into the ingredient of traveling through the dream and hopping every mile. I, I did the calc. It was like. Roughly 900 some odd miles, so I was like, okay, if you try, if you were hopping a mile a minute, it would take a long, long time. So, surely anyway. we'd be able to travel greater distances if we find. Yeah, a in the desert for sure. And that's why I was saying, like, in the jungles, it was slow going, but once you got into the desert, you could see a lot farther, and so you could jump a lot farther. Excellent. Anyway, so you should have seen my nice little picture. That's the best picture I could find of a cityscape that might look like Perbastet. You mean it doesn't come with the the module you paid for? (laughs) No, sadly no. Um, I I sure hope with the Kickstarter it does. But uh, I don't know what's going on with Fantasy Grounds because when I shared this, it, it shows me the icon for Daria and then I get three icons for Ivan. It's I did, it, it did show to me, but I actually closed it down afterwards. Clicker just has a lot of presence, so she needs to be, oh. you know, needs in to relation to the others. Yeah. Central. Okay, I'm going to... Sorry, I'm just going to quickly... I want to be given a present. <laughs> a present? Is Clicker currently flocking? Is that what you're telling me? Okay. There. A murder is afoot. There is. Now you can see the session 30 shit. Let's see if there's any drowning rules specified, just to make sure. Okay, no falling. Loading weapons. Mm. Mm. No worries. It's all gonna be fine. I'm surprised there's no socialization uh, rules in here. How to speak with an NPC. Uh, That's yeah, because but... the city is empty. <laughs> it's completely Australia. abandoned. Okay. Uh, so give me a second here, guys. Uh, are you back now, Daria? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I've been okay, here. Cool. cool, 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 cool. All those things that Jacob has said about you, you've heard, did you? Yes, and I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> see? See? She's a great player. Doesn't give me any grief. So, you guys are standing, basically, it's really late at night. You're standing inside this dwelling. It is um, in ruins, and as you guys are settling down, Thorn lets you know that this part of the city, um, he's aware that this part of the city, actually, I can actually reveal here some stuff. I mean, I could say it too. can't have character interaction so ultimately you're sitting together you're inside this you're off the street it's more or less a a building in ruins thorn explains that this district of the town is empty um it's been empty for at least over a century that's what he knows but it wasn't something that he dug deep into finding out why this section or this district of the city was empty so i mean Thorn, Thorn looks around when, when we appear, um, pointing to the that uh, rundown building, and goes, "Well, um, just just keep your head down here. There shouldn't be too many people around. But uh, if you do see someone, I'm sure they'll be up to no good. We should be relatively safe here for now. 
I need to uh, get my bearings um, and maybe we can uh, rest here tonight and then we can uh, find out what to do uh, tomorrow. I must say that is that this is not exactly what I expected when you said we will be going to the library. We are going to the library in, within this city, or am I remembering things wrong? No, that is uh, ex uh, essentially my plan, but, uh, you know, we've got this uh, item that uh, seems very important to a lot of people, so we gotta try and keep on the down low if we can. Is there any way you can disguise yourself? Oh, yes, I can. Not for a very long time, but that should be enough to get through the... to get to the hideout or whatever you have here. Okay, that's that's good to know. Um, how far away from the library are we, by the way? As you guys uh, entered into the town, you came in from the the south... Uh, get my directions, the southeast. And so you came in through one of the city gates and you came through a district known as the District of the Cat. And um, you skirted, as you're going through the District of the Cat, you came up to the River of Sand. It is a strange river that is runs through the center of the city um, and it stops at probably one of the larger northern pyramids and it stops at this big pit and the it is a river because the sands inside that river flow quite quickly and it is common knowledge that that sand river is full of earth elementals and it's deadly dangerous to fall into and then further west of that is the main river Nerdia, which is the big wide water river and so between the river of sand and the, the river of Nuria, from the center point of the city, hopefully I can open this up now, is the district of the hunt. So you came through the Jaguar gate, which is number 10, and you went up that old Kush road. I don't see anything, by the way. It's just oh, you don't gray see it with, yet. A, with a red question mark in the middle. I can see it. It's coming. I okay. also have gray, so it's loading, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it should be loading okay, if it's... Check. It'll get there. Red question mark. In the meantime, as you're standing there and as Thorne is talking with um, Volga, both of you guys, as you're talking and not just looking at, you know, at taking a quick look at, at everybody, you notice there's something odd about the bag of holding that Clicker is wearing. It's looking She's a little not. bit... You're not wearing it? Thorne has it. I, I have it. Thorne you took it from her. When when she was um, rather sick momentarily. I thought that was the case, but then I thought you guys handed it across to each other, and then I thought you took it back, and I probably should have re-listened to the episode, but oops. Okay, so doesn't matter. Thorne and Volga would still notice that the bag of holding is looking a little bit tattered at the moment. And Volga, with your passive perceptions, this is something that you guys would have noticed, and Vol with Volga's passive perception, you actually also catch, none of the others see this at all, just Volga sees this. Now that you're kind of sitting there and, and gathering your breath, uh, you also notice that there's a little hint of some black smoke that wafts away quickly. Is <laughs> the bag of holding dying? <laughs> Um, a thorn. There it's is, on fire. there is something definitely wrong with the bag. Oh, oh, that's that's not good. Are we are we in the house at the moment? You are in the house. Okay. All right. Um, maybe uh, brace, brace for a second. I'm gonna open it and see if there's anything going on inside. So I'm gonna give me an investigation check. Clicker clearly is conflicted. <laughs> Whether she wants to go into a jumping position uh, or leaping position to grab and snatch the bag from under uh, under the spark, or if she wants to to just leave the place so she doesn't get affected as much. I will give Soren guidance and stand back. <laughs> 
Norwood's going to back away from it because he doesn't feel like throwing up again. Okay, give me your investigation check. All right. Um, so with guidance, is it? Yep. Did you add the effect on me? No. Okay. No, it was too lazy. Just roll a d4. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I just wanted to check. <laughs> oh, why is it rolling twice? Why is it rolling with disadvantage? I'm kidding. Uh, because you guys are all exhausted. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the trip Fair exhausted enough. you guys. And the d4 on top. So, 17. As you grab, pick it up and swing it up from your hip and take a look at it, you can actually notice right away that you can see that some of the stitching has um, changed from being white stitching and it's blackened. And in some areas, uh, bits of that really black part of the stitching has actually broken in a couple spots. But otherwise, when you open it up, again, you feel nauseous and give me your constitution saving throw. It's got to beat a 10, dude. Not hard. Yeah, but I'm exhausted, apparently. You are exhausted. And the nauseous, the exhaustion is enough that you you uh, end up vomiting. Okay. Can I do anything while I'm vomiting? <laughs> yeah, sure. You can hand it over to Clicker because she jumps forward and tries to snatch it out of your hand. Well, you'll have to roll con check as well. Yep. Yeah, now that she's getting closer. If you get within five feet of him, you'll have to do a con check, but you'll also have to... Oh, I'm not at disadvantage. It's weird. Wait, why aren't you at disadvantage? It says exhaustion Because it's a one. save. Oh, I did it. Right, right, did right, I? right. That's right. Checks are exhaustion one is... Um, checks, That's my check. <laughs> is it a check or a save? Yeah, yeah. Constitution save to prevent right. yourself. So yes, you do not vomit. So even though you're exhausted, wait, wait, you hold wait. it back. He, he and rolled five and, five and two. So <laughs> he still fails. Yeah, hey. <laughs> nice catch, eh? What are you trying to do, Tua? Lead me astray. I'm trying to pull a fast one. Didn't work. Yeah, someone's on, on their ball better than me. Either which way, you are fine or clicker no you also as you come in close to go and grab at the bag you too feel that nauseousness again wafting over you and you end up puking as well and yet again it's it's just acid coming out of her stomach because she hasn't hasn't eaten since so i do my best to get the sauce out of the bag um and, and put it to the side a little bit um and then examine the bag a bit closer, a little bit away from the source. Although, um, I look at um, Volga and go, make sure she uh, doesn't try and snatch it. Well, how exactly am I supposed to do that? No, okay. Clicker is clearly focused on the bag of holding when she gets hold of herself again. And she's now moving in this circular motion to get to Thorn rather than the spark on the ground. So wait, you're more interested in the bag than the source? She is right now, yes. Okay. I just just told her on Clicker, we just need to see what's going on with this bag. I, I feel like the source is uh, damaging the bag. Yes! Don't don't damage it! Um, can I examine it further? See, see if it's... A, being damaged um, any further as you back off from the canopic jar you definitely notice that uh, as you're paying attention and I'm not going to make you re-roll and looking at it again looking at where you were seen before you don't see the the, the whiff the waft of smoke anymore it that has stopped completely but at the moment in this you know rough less than a minute that's passed nothing has changed but as you stay away from it and if you spend a bit of time if that's what you're going to do well yeah i'm, I'm trying to make sure that it's the um, source that's doing it then as you continue to examine it as the seconds pass and whatnot uh you do notice that the black has definitely stopped spreading 
And as you watch a particular section, you can see that slowly that white stitching is starting to return to the way it was before. And the fraying of this, the thread itself is, <clears throat> is no longer fraying as bad. So I'm um, sighing, but happy that, you know, it's not permanently damaged. I go, all right, clicker, stop ho hovering over me. And I um, throw the bag at her. She catches it and uh, quickly examines it to see if there is if there is any any serious damage. Uh, worried about this this black smoke, and looks at the at the spark with a gleaming eye. You stay away from that spark. We will destroy it. I am going to find out more about it. I feel like destroying it is, is required, but I don't know that for certain. You see, I'm not acting on my instincts like you seem to be. Is there anywhere in the house that we can hide the spark? You look about the house and it is in ruins and there is um, some boardings on the walls and some boardings on the floor. Uh, the ceiling looks intact, which is one of the main reasons why Thorn took you to this house. And I mean, when you did come up, like just a little bit further down the street, there was actually a quite a large looking manor house as well that was nearby. Um, but this one was, you know, this is directly where Thorn led you uh, as a secure place to hide up for the night. Is there any signs that anyone's been here lately? Like any footprints in the dust? You can give me a survival check. is looking inside the bag of holding and just reaches inside to uh, to remove some of the items. Okay. Looking around Norbit, no. Uh, it is easy to tell with your own footprints having disturbed the dust on the floor that you guys are, have been the only people that have been inside this home in quite some time. There is no other sign that it, it's seen recent activity. Okay. So guys, given that the bag of holding seems to be falling apart with the spark inside it, we might be able to hide the spark here, no one's been here for a long time, and then continue on to the library after we've had a rest. How how long has the spark been in the bag? 15 hours. Not even a day? 15 hours since we, since we left while we were leaping across the land. Just over 16 hours, yeah. And Clicker gets her hand out of the bag again and just see everything is dust inside? Nope. Not everything? You notice that the rations are all spoiled. The hemp rope is blackened. The mess kit also looks blackened, but you think that you might be able to clean up... Um, oh, sorry, that metal... The, all, uh, that's all of Bashir shit. Yeah, so it's metal. You'll be able to clean it up. The stone that's in there, there is... When you had first looked at it, you didn't get a very good look, but you can, when you were pulling out the stone, a little bit of it crumbled. So you might want to mark it up that the stone is slight crumbled a tiny bit. The chest that Thorn had taken, it is still there. And uh, it it looks a little bit blackened as well, but nowhere near as blackened as some of the other stuff. The bedroll is blackened. The water skin is blackened. The tinder box, the tinder inside of it is ruined. Um, the, what do you call it? The thing that makes the sparks. Flint. Flint. It's still fine. The, oh, that's that other chest. The chest placeholder that's the second light light chest with arcane ruins, so you can get rid of that one. Because mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. And the carpet Wait, is... Well. that one doesn't exist? What do you mean? No, I just put a placeholder for the chest in, but I now have the proper chest item, so I can remove the placeholder. Ah, oh, right, okay. Was there a carpet in there when I gave that to you? I didn't change anything. 
And she that definitely was wasn't not... supposed to be in there. Okay, no worries. I don't re even remember that there was a carpet in there. Like, I, I looked at the list and... I was picking certain items out when I was giving it to you because certain things that had happened prior to Bashir coming after you, and I just, I forgot that one. Is it a magic carpet? Can we fly? It is a magic carpet, but no, you can't fly. It does something else. <laughs> well, it doesn't because we don't have it. Exactly. I'll, I'll be selling all the answers later on about what's going to happen to you and the carpet and all the rest of the stuff as well, because I've been here before. <laughs> it was a carpet of stone. It, it would allow you to move through the earth. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Clicker, yeah, gets the bedroll out and just drops it on the ground next to her. The bedroll is completely unusable at this point because it's so blackened and probably not particularly comfortable to sleep in. And then she gets out the rope and drops it on the bedroll uh, mindlessly or carelessly. Uh, gets out the stone. What does the stone look like? Other than being mildly crumbled. Let's see if I've got a picture of it. I don't have a picture of it. Um, so it's it's a fairly large stone, but it's not heavy. It's one foot in diameter. Uh, it's engraved with mystic sigils, but that's all you can tell. Mm. Do you want me to uh, have a look at the stone for you? Actually, hold on a second. Yeah, no, it's covered in mystic sigils, and it's it's. Although but it's a foot, th that is not the stone that was used to to suppress our magic. No. Okay. Nit had that. Mm -hmm. Wait, with when I see Clicker sort of examining him, go. I, I could see if uh, I could find out what it what it does. Yes. All right. She's uh, just extending her hand while already looking back into the darkness of the bag. Um, and as soon as he takes it, she's gonna retrieve the tinderbox, the water skin. She just drops it all on the ground, litters the city as she does. And um, the rations completely spoiled, of course, as well. And all she keeps in there is, this, well, the stone, once she's gotten it back, the chest. And um, that's it. She also throws away the mess kit, so now she has cooking equipment below her. You can just dump it out of your sheet as you like. Mm. Okay. Um, so I will, via ritual, uh, examine the stone with right. uh, identify. What is that, 10 minutes or something? 11 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's one minute plus 10 minutes. What about Volga and Norbit? What are you guys doing? Can I search the place or stay in it? I'm looking for a metal container or literally anything else interesting. Uh, Alright, you can give me an investigation check as you search through the place. I'm going to have a look around and find a good place to hide the spark. Yeah, you're just so exhausted, Volga. Like, you give it a cursory examine, like, you walk through... You know, more concerned that your companions think that you're doing a, a thorough job, but I mean, you can barely keep your eyes open. Norbert, you look around and I mean, you find that there is some floorboards that are loose and could readily be lifted to put the jar underneath it. Hey guys, you want to put the spark under the floor? Do uh, we really want to keep it here? I'm not sure. No I mean, one's been here for years. I, I'm got some uh, mixed feelings. I mean, we could probably keep it here. Maybe have someone keep an eye on it. It's this, a very this, uh, elaborate trap. She bows down and um, gets some dust off the ground using a finger, and feels it between her fingers to to gauge whether this is actual dust. Just you're just doing your the finger rub. You're not like yeah. sniffing it or licking it. Oh, she's licking it. <laughs> but first right. the rub. So you can give me your uh, well. 
My the immediate thought is it's investigation, but if you think it's something else, just let me know. I think to figure out whether it's magical or not, for example, that would be an investigation check, if I'm not Sorry, mistaken. Sorry, the dust on the floor? Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. I guess you could give me an arcana check if you're trying to figure if the dust is magical. I mean, investigation is definitely better one way or another. So. <laughs> investigation isn't... Okay, yeah, give me your investigation check. I think it says in, in the minor illusion spell, for example, that to figure out that it's an illusion, you need to investigate. Sure. So I'm gonna, gonna do that, see where it takes me. It takes me to uh, a big old the one. land of very, very bad things. So you put some dust up on your finger and you hold it up to your eye and you're like moving your finger back and forth at your eye, trying to really get a good look at this to figure out is this an illusion or something? And you flick your tongue out at it and stuff like this. And I mean, it sure tastes like dust, but bloody hell, you're tired. What are you doing, Clicker? I'm investigating. You're investigating the dust. I, you happen to uh, be in. I shouldn't. I can't say this because I'm doing the <laughs> ritual. But I want to say, are you investigating the back of your eyelids? <laughs> I, I don't know if you've noticed, Clicker, but as we walked in, no one lives in this part of town. There's nothing but dust and rundown buildings. She slumps back down on on her butt and just says. I'm hungry. And Norbert gets takes... up and, and, and walks over to the side of the room and does exactly the same. Just mimics what Clicker does and closes his eyes. And uh, she's going to take the backpack off her, off her back and um, takes out some, some of the whey bread. The, the special one. Okay. You can uh, readily just munch away at it and you feel a little bit better and whatnot doesn't take away the exhaustion or anything but you're feeling sated now that you are sitting and not having to think about doing dream hops or think about moving you know having removed your the weight and whatnot and settling a little bit it's a good meal that lembus bread is worth its weight and she places the chest next to her um, wanted to take a look at this as well. Thorn. Um, sorry, what, what are you offering me? Uh, she just placed the chest next to her on the ground. She's still sitting down. Okay, so as, as you do so, um, am I dirty? Yep. Your skin is dirty. Your clothes are probably the only clothes that still look, uh, clean as compared to the other ones so um uh, after studying this for about 11 minutes i sort of concentrate for a little bit a little bit and move the stone around in a complex pat pattern and then all of a sudden i look a lot cleaner and i look to clicker as i hand the stone back um seems to be uh, some sort of uh, cleaning uh, stone to keep you without having to worry about having a shower or, or something like that Oh. I don't think I have any rations. I think I gave you all my rations, um, Clicker. I feel like. Clicker only has, has one Lembas ration, but he also, she also had three bread. So that was confusing me. I just deleted the bread. Whatever. Um... I can't. I can't see any rations in my inventory. It's called Lembas. Lembas ration. Clicker. Uh, when you were digging through your backpack to get your Lembas ration, all those shaft of shafts of wood, and all those gems that you picked up from inside that tower, they are gone. And the shafts of ivory. Yep, the wand without any magic to them, just the wand shafts. Those are all gone. All that stuff that you picked up. Basically, the only thing that you picked up from within his 
that tower that is still on you is the is the chest that you put inside the bag of holding. Should I delete them? Yep. Actually, no. I got. I found it. I've got Limbus ration. So if if Click is hungry, I'll I'll throw him over one of my Limbus rations. Nah, she she ate a couple of crumb crumbs of her Limbus ration as well. Okay. Well, mm. I'll have one of mine. So uh, yeah, when you present the stone with your findings, um, if you give it back to her. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, she will she, she will rub it like a, something like a like a genie lamp. How? But those intricate patterns that I did have nothing to do with actually using the the stone. What? I don't say that. I want to be clean. So how do you, how do we use it? I would also like to try. Well, I mean. Are you going to give it to her, Clicker? She's trying to use it right now. Saying, I want to be clean. Mimicking Thorn's patterns, it does not work when you mimic his the motions that he'd done when he was waving it about himself. I don't think you're holding your tongue, tongue right there, Clicker. <laughs> what do I need to do? Look, hand it over. I'll kill you. She gives it back. And, and I go through a completely different pattern this time. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> and, um, and I, well, sorry, I get myself dirty first. And then go through a, a completely different pattern and then hand it go, just like that. See? She takes it and tries to mimic the, the pattern. Does not work. At, at this moment, Thorn is just trying to hold back a laugh. You're pulling my beak. Okay, okay. Look, the, the only thing you have to do is concentrate on yourself being clean. That's it. She tries. And, and she imagines herself with shiny feathers. Spotless and clean. And so it Freshly is. Freshly greased. And it takes the dust out of your clothes as well, so your your clothes look freshly laundered, and your skin is looking like you, and your sorry, your feathers is all looking like you um, were just in your bird bath. It's a shame Nova doesn't have any clothes. <laughs> doesn't need him. He's a turtle. <clears throat> yeah, I've got a loincloth. May I use that as well? She uh, she reaches reaches up with the with the stone and hands it to Volga, and you're probably blinded by you know this this bird that has been like when you brush uh, a horse in one of those um, simulations for of, of horse keeping and horse training <laughs> for for little girls you know you brush them and then they're just super sparkly and that's what she looks like. Oh my god. That's funny. Okay. If I hold it and concentrate on being clean, does it work for me as well? It totally does. Uh, you are completely cleaned as well. Your clothes, your your fur, you're looking immaculate. Although it might clean the dirt off of your clothes and whatnot, but if you just have regular clothes and whatnot, they, I mean, they would be a little bit worse for wear and tattered. Yourself, Volga, having only been with these people for a short time, uh, not so bad. Clicker's clothes, they are very well put together. Thorns, I mean, they look as new as the day he put them on. Norbert, if you use the cleansing stone, well, your loincloth looks quite nice. Problem is I can't take the clothes off I put on. But that's okay. Are you saying that out loud to your companions? Well, they probably already know. <laughs> no, it was, it was just a statement outside I, of that. Actually, actually, I don't know. You don't Sorry. know? Oh, okay. <laughs> Soren, I just realized I don't remember you ever removing your clothes. Not that, I mean, I'm sorry if uh, it's uh, absolutely normal if you're just a private 
person or um i apologize i don't know why i brought it up oh no um it's a tragedy uh we, fa- we found some uh, fancy magic item but it seems to be cursed and because it's cursed i can't get these clothes off so i look okay but uh yeah you don't want to you don't want to see me when i try and use this thing you'd you'd be blushing i'm sure i would uh while okay uh i would like to look through my backpack i believe i have a lot of rations <laughs> but i want to check if my other stuff is okay and like the things that i took from the dream the uh, only book. thing that of all the things that you took in the dream everything is gone except for the blue crystal okay so realistically the only things that uh, left the dream with you when you stepped out was the blue crystal the chest with the runes inside of it the stuff that you acquired from Bashir of course and the canopic jar that you picked up well this is disappointing I was really hoping to take some notes because I am I'm so confused. I have no idea why we're here. Well, I have some, but... Thorn, what is this place? Um, well, I mean, we're at the uh, city of Perbestet. Uh It's a, a large city. I've, I've been here once or twice. I do know that the uh, library is uh, relatively extensive, so... Um, it's it's a good starting place to find out about this thing and and uh, what we can do with it. That that's the main reason why I want to come here. Why don't we go and visit Bruce? Her eyes widen. Bruce, who's as Bruce? As she just as she just said the name correctly. I think the that's dwarf. a great idea. Let's go see Bruce. It is the middle of the night. You guys are exhausted. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should we'll rest first. Oh, 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 so we didn't sleep yet. No. I get it now. I get <laughs> it. Cool, cool, encouragement. Cool. Yeah. I thought we were still exhausted the next morning. No, no. Okay, cool. No, we haven't rested. Let's have a break, guys. Wake up in the morning. Ne- never mind. She, she didn't even suggest that then. She Because, you know... It's late in the morning, um, late in the night, and she's just, yeah, finding her. Norbert turns around a clicker and says, yeah, mate, but I'm going to have a sleep before we go and see Bruce. And with that, rolls over, goes to sleep. Do you retract your legs and arms and head? Yeah, seems like a good idea, doesn't it? Cool. So did you hide the canopic jar then, or did you guys just leave it outside the bag of holding, outstanding, sitting in the corner? It's just sitting in the corner. I mean, you found a spot to hide it in, didn't you? Yep. But no one said hide it. You all started talking about other stuff. Yeah. Um, So I go, I guess we can uh, put it in in there for now. Might uh, be better than nothing. Uh, Okay. So I go over with my hand over my mouth and I pick up the jar trying not to throw up which I do unsuccessfully you totally throw up and throw up on the floor and carry the jar across to the loose floorboard and lift up the loose floorboard and stick the jar underneath and then I I feel like throwing up, but I don't. And then I go as far away from where the jar is as I can go and go to sleep. Okay. What about the rest of you guys? Thorn, so you watch as Norbert hides it and then he just retracts himself inside his shell and with nary another word, he passes out. Um, so, if I get close to where the jar's been put, do I still feel that, uh, 
overwhelming sense to um, Wretch. Yeah, testing that out, uh, it is still, it comes up through the floorboards for sure. What sort of range is it? Is it like five feet or ten feet? The reaction, the visceral reaction that you have is is absolutely five feet. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm snoring. And the rest of you? <laughs> Flicker leaned against whatever is the most comfortable and pulls her sombrero over her face to go to sleep. Okay. I'll just keep an eye on things for a little while. Um, once once I notice Clicker seems to be sleeping, I'll, I'll go to sleep. Olga? But only then. <laughs> but only then. <laughs> it's okay. You'll hear him when he throws up. True. Okay, I'm going to sleep as well. Wake me up if you want me to um, keep watch. I'll find a nice corner and make a proper bedroll and put my backpack under my head and make a nice nest and sleep. I'll uh, keep an eye out. Um, maybe uh, keep a watch for you. And watch as everyone falls asleep and regrets that decision. <laughs> Everybody does fall asleep. Are you going to try to stay awake? Well, for, for a couple of hours, like um, before getting a long, uh, a long rest after that. Okay. So you stay awake, Thorn, watching as your companions gently begin the the deeper breathing of, of entering deep sleep. It, it takes them no time at all to pass out, and you really are struggling to keep your eyes open. But you, you I mean, you, you're not new to this, the time the time that you've spent being a slave and whatnot, you, you do keep your eyes open as long as, you, as you're able. And just as you're about to fall asleep, you can start to hear soft sounds echoing on the night. Doesn't seem to be coming, it's not super loud. It doesn't seem like it's coming from a great distance. It's definitely not coming from this house, but it seems to be a lullaby of sorts, although you don't recognize any words. It just seems like a bunch of children singing. Just a bunch of, um, is it nearby? You can give me a perception check. <laughs> that is a it's good lot I dropped that too. of ones this session. The creepy lullaby, it was soft enough that it wasn't, it, it didn't, sink deep enough into your mental consciousness to really bring you alert instead that creepy sound lulled you more and more and more and you just fell asleep all right awesome and volga too like as the night progresses at one point you do wake up in the middle of the night as well briefly having thinking you've heard something as well on the breeze but you notice that all of your companions are asleep. And just as well, you don't hear many children's voices. You hear a single child singing. And it echoes in, coming on the, the night air. And slowly it fades away as well. And you fall back into your deep slumber once more. Otherwise, the night passes without any other anything else. You wake up the next morning, you've reached your next level. Yay! Hooray! It is now the next day. It's bright and early. Volga, you do notice that as you wake it as you wake up that the temperature hasn't changed much at all since having stepped out of the, the dream. 
it's still quite mild, which is slightly odd. It's not that you've got desert back where you come from, but you would thought that desert would, deserts would be cold at night and and get really hot during the day, but it wasn't so bad in the evening, and the temperature seems pretty consistent, somewhere around just, just above 20-something, maybe about 23-ish. Sorry. Two questions. Good morning. Morning. First, yeah, did you happen to hear what to me sounds like really cursed children singing at night? Uh, I heard, um, certainly heard some children as I was uh, trying to keep watch. Um, to be fair, I was really tired. I thought maybe I was dreaming because um, the next thing I knew, I was waking up. But you heard something, did you? Yeah, I heard singing something like a lullaby. We we do have fairy tales about that where I'm from, and this sort of thing usually means somebody is really, really cursed. But I don't know. Maybe it is a normal custom in in these lands. This is Ivan. I'm also known as Gugary Dog, the Hammer Dog Games Community Manager, and I'm playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Vorgashelist, the Farvog Druid. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.